The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Hey, uh, hi guys, everybody. This is another episode of Hangtime Jr. Uh, I'm Will Posnan, and uh, I get to brag about three amazing calls I made on last week's thing, uh, last week's podcast, and I also get to uh, self-deprecate for one call I made that was proven to be absolutely terrible. And then we're going to go on to the foregone conclusion Western Conference Finals. I'm watching right now uh, in the background. I got Nuggets Clippers, and I'm impressed by the Nuggets. They have a lot of heart. They're not good enough to really compete with the Clippers, but you can tell that they want it really bad. I mean, you know what they're going to do. They're going to take their Michael Porter Jr. package, and they're going to swap that out for Bradley Beal, And that's going to fix a lot of things because they just need a third guy who really they need a they need a clutch guy for when uh, for when Jamal Murray isn't God. You know, so it's every two out of every six games he's God. And then the rest of the time he's like uh, a starting point guard, starting NBA point guard. Like he's still solid. Like that's the thing. I'm proud of him because last year. He was, like, either amazing or rough in the playoffs. And this year, he's been amazing or solid. Like, he's never really dipped below. He's never been a liability this year in the playoffs. And uh, the, you know what I'm curious about is if he's ever going to be a guy who brings it like that during the regular season. Like, is he – does he care about stuff like All-Star games and all that stuff? Because – if he wants to be one of those guys who just elevates for the playoffs, like, I'm cool with that if I'm the Nuggets. Like, I don't need him to go hard every game regular season. Like, I think a lot of guys... I was thinking about if James Harden never is the guy on the team, if, like, if somehow James Harden had went his whole career where on every team he was on there was somebody better than him. Is he a better playoff performer? Because if you met James Harden and you were like, hey man, how come the performance always dips during the playoffs? If he said, because I have to drag the team to the playoffs every year, you would go, well, fair enough. I mean, he does so much. And then, you know, the last few years, people have been like, he doesn't play defense, so he started playing defense. And now he's doing even more during the regular season. I still think it's uh, really frustrating being a fan of his because uh, he, in big, big moments, it seems like he is too comfortable deferring. And not even like, I don't need my uh, best player to take the big shot every time. 
but I do need them to put their thumbprint on how the game plays out. Okay. Enough about him. Enough about the Nuggets. Uh, let's talk about the good calls I made. So the first one was saying that the Lakers beating the Rockets was a foregone conclusion. That was accurate. Second one, saying the Clippers... Be, I'm nauseated by me doing this, but it has to be done. By the Clippers beating the uh, Nuggets, foregone conclusion, that was accurate. Third one, I said that the Heat were better than the Bucks, but that series was going to be competitive. Um, it was competitive. Like I think that if Giannis had been healthy, it would have went seven. Definitely would have went six. The thing is that for the Bucks to have won that series, they would have had to be more physical and played more ugly than the Heat. And I mean, they I mean, they kind of need a different coach to do that. Like, you're not gonna out ugly a Pat Riley organization unless you really have superior front office motivators. And like, Bud's a good coach. It doesn't seem like he's a great uh, motivator when their backs are against the wall, that kind of guy. So that I would say good call by me, though. <laughs> um, and then my one huge... Oh, before we get to my one huge terrible call, let's say the other good call was I was on Crystal Dangerfield for Rookie of the Year for uh, the WNBA. I think like a solid week and a half before ESPN or anywhere else is, you know, has her as the front runner. And she's definitely not the most high profile rookie, but I think she should get it. And I think she will get it. And then Brianna Stewart will be the MVP despite all of the Asia Wilson fanboys and fangirls. Uh, because it would just be silly to give it to Asia Wilson when the storm are going to just smash the aces. And I mean, I kind of think the storm will smash everybody, but if they do lose to somebody, it'll be the, the mercury or the sparks. Okay. Now on to my terrible call. I said that Boston over Toronto was a foregone conclusion, which was, a. Oh, let me, let me also say that, um, I should have known better the odds of on Bavada they had uh they had the odds for uh Raptor Celtics and the uh, the odds they had listed did not suggest that it was a foregone conclusion but you know I had some hubris uh and I I thought it was a for- I just I thought that the Celtics had more talent at every single position on the floor. And that is basically accurate. I mean, I think Jalen Brown's better than Pascal Siakam. Uh, I also think that Jalen Brown... I, I just love Jalen Brown. I would. There's so many guys who have more Instagram followers than Jalen Brown who I would trade for Jalen Brown. Like... If I was the Sixers and I could do Embiid for Jalen Brown straight up, I'd do it. If I was the Blazers and I could do Jalen Brown for Dame, I'd do it. Like, 
I'm, I might be too high on Jalen Brown. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of guys I wouldn't trade for Jalen Brown. Like, if I'm the Wizards and I can do Bradley Beal for Jalen Brown straight up, I'd do that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. And I'm not saying that Jalen Brown is going to be better over the next 10 years than Bradley Beal. I mean, part of it is context and knowing that you're going to lose Bradley Beal. But I think Jalen Brown's going to be better over the next 10 years than Bradley Beal. I think he's so good. I think he's like the second... I mean, it's so funny. NBA players are finally making it known that they hate being compared to other NBA players. And I was about to say that Jalen Brown's the second coming of Scottie Pippen. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think that's what he's... Okay. The, some of it is a little bit unfair for the NBA players to be like, I am my own man. I'm not, you can't compare me to this person and that person. Because it's like basketball is an art form, just like anything is an art form. And people are allowed to compare people to their influences. And it doesn't mean you're exactly like that person. Like when Michael Jordan was being compared to Dr. J, he didn't go, Oh, this is ridiculous. I mean, Kobe welcomed comparisons to Michael Jordan. Like, I don't know. There's also, there's a history and a context at play. Uh, Guys get, guys have always gotten, uh, you know what? I'll retract that. It's unfair to validate a behavior just by saying that's how we've always done it. For sure, that's unfair. That being said, I would argue basketball is an art form, and within the context of an art form, you're allowed to compare human beings to other human beings based on the artistic output that they provide. So it's totally fair for people to compare Dave Chappelle and Richard Pryor. It's totally fair for people to compare Eminem and YBN Corday. I mean, whoever you want to compare, you can compare and you can argue this person is more similar to this person for this reason, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it is not denigrating to the people involved. You're not relegating people to subhuman status by comparing them to another human being. And you're not saying that that's all the person's capable of. It's just shorthand for helping people understand who they are. So for Michael Jordan and Giannis and all those people and Scottie Pippen and all those people who got offended by being compared to other people, I would say that is totally unfair. Um, But I do wish that if Bavada had the odds for the next person who would get offended at being compared to another person... Um, I would definitely bet on that because I'm pretty sure, hmm, well, it won't be Devin Booker because the Suns aren't in it right now. Um, he's, he's way up on that list for me. Uh, next basketball player to get offended by being compared to another basketball player is going to be... (laughs) Probably like Anthony Davis, he'll get like a KG comparison, and he'll be like, "What the hell?" And the Wolves will be like, "That's that's a compliment." No, it won't be KG. I mean, there's some guys 
who nobody gets offended if they're compared to. Like, Donovan Mitchell's never like, I'm nothing like Dwayne Wade. And you could, you could compare, you can compare Stephen Curry to Allen Iverson, and he welcomes it, because even though Allen Iverson doesn't have the rings, that's how cool Allen Iverson is, that you can compare any guy with championships, like Kyrie or whoever, to Allen Iverson, and they're like, dope. They're never like, you know. Meanwhile, if you compared KD to Charles Barkley or whatever, he'd be like, I'm a champion. That guy's, he, you know. He would probably say he speaks in like a very suave, passive aggressive style. So he would phrase it. I can't even imitate how he would phrase it, but he would phrase it in a way that would leave Charles Barkley sputtering on TV. Uh, I forget. Okay. So going. So we talked about the comparisons going back to Raptors Celtics. I think that Game 7, Celtics are either going to win by a lot comfortably or the Raptors are going to win a close one. If it's close, the Raptors are going to win it just because the Raptors know more tricks and they're better coached. And the biggest factor, that the most unheralded factor, is Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol can play really good in short bursts or but that's it like they can either give you like if Marcus all plays 24 minutes game seven eight of them are gonna be really good and then the rest are gonna stink and that's just what it's gonna be and Serge Ibaka same thing like Serge Ibaka the ones that would stink are they're gonna be fine they're not gonna be terrible but it's going to be like, let's say, 24 minutes for him to. He gives you 12 that are really good and 12 that are fine. And uh, so if the – and those that are fine can either be at the end. He's like – both those guys right now are kind of like Cars in Fast and the Furious where they can give you like the Nas uh, acceleration thing at any point in the game but you want to save it for a pivotal pivotal moment towards like the end of the third midpoint of the fourth something like that because if you don't use it till too late then they don't have it but then at the end if you're the rock or if you're the raptors there's guys who can carry you like i mean Lowry and Powell were really playing amazing in towards the end of every close game and um same with OG so I uh I I think the Celtics are going to win by a lot. I think that they're mentally tougher than some of their predecessors in terms of the young teams that have faced a team with more tricks in their bag than them. I think they're going to I think that they are talented enough to blow the Raptors off the court, and I think they're gonna. But if the game is close, for sure they will lose. The Celtics need to win this game in the first two quarters. And if they don't go into halftime, I'll say this. If the Celtics don't go into halftime up by 14-plus, they're gonna lose the game. Unless they go up like 8-plus and open the third quarter with a huge run. If... If by the, you know, by 
two minutes into the third quarter, they're not up by 14-plus, they're going to lose the game. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. If, uh... Yeah, I would probably bet on the Celtics if I was a betting man. I don't know if Bavada lets you, uh... Let's you bet at they pro- you probably can't bet halfway through a game, but if you could, that would be the move. Because if that game's close at the half, Raptors are going to win it for sure. Um, okay, let's go to the the foregone conclusion Western Conference Finals, the LA series. Uh, this is crazy, man. This is crazy because it's really. It's really going to come down to Anthony Davis because LeBron is a hair worse than Kawhi and they're going to try to they're going to go small selfishly for LeBron so that it makes it a little bit more difficult for Kawhi to guard him. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it, so if the Lakers go small that means that they're leaning on a lineup of like KCP, Danny Green, Kuzma, LeBron, Anthony Davis, which the Clippers probably put Zubach on Davis. Yeah, well, the good thing about that is it really, the Clippers have three really solid bigs, and they want to play all of them as much as possible because. Like, against the Nuggets, they can play two at, two at a time. And the reason they want to do that is the Clippers... I mean, the Clippers are so deep. But if they are shallow at one position, it's guys that can really guard LeBron. I mean, they have Kawhi and they have Paul George. And the thing about these playoffs is if LeBron can put one of those guys in foul trouble, then they got to swap who's on him. Yeah, well, that, I mean, he can potentially, if he can get one of those guys in foul trouble, then that can be a a big deal for the Lakers, because they can really go at that guy. Like, let's say they start with Paul George on LeBron. I think they'll be smart, and they'll start with Kawhi on LeBron. I think that's the move. I don't think you want to start with Paul George on LeBron because of what I'm about to say. So, if LeBron goes at, let's say it's Paul George. He goes at Paul George. Paul George has two fouls by the end of the first quarter. They swap him out. Now Kawhi's on him. Paul George is guarding the shooting guard, KCP or Danny Green or whoever. LeBron can now kind of set Paul George up. And guys can really go at Paul George and try to goad him into more fouls for the rest of the game. And... He's a guy who can get derailed by that kind of stuff. Now, if it's Kawhi on him, that's just going to be epic. Man, if Kawhi and LeBron guarding each other, if that's what happens, and that that's what should happen. I think both... I think the Clippers don't want it as a team, that matchup, because they're worried about losing that matchup. And I think that the Lakers want it as a team, but LeBron doesn't want it because LeBron doesn't want to lose that match. I mean, it's this might be the most high-stakes positional battle. I don't know. I'm trying to think. 
of a more high-stakes positional battle. I mean, LeBron KD kind of was, but there was a foregone conclusion element to it. Just because, I mean, Steph Kyrie is not as as close as you want it to be. And then Clay Kevin Love is not close. So, I mean, the Warriors were just always going to win that series. Like, you play, you knew going into game one that of both of those LeBron KD series is that the Cavs would need a, if not a miracle, nah, they wouldn't need a miracle to win that series. It was just going to be such an uphill battle. The Warriors were just so good, man. I mean, it's like, I think LeBron said it. It's true. People hate to hear it, but Michael Jordan never played a team as good as that Golden State Warriors team. And, you know, I was thinking about that. (laughs) This is a pretty controversial thing I'm about to say. I I guess I'll burn it on here. I can always say it other places, too. Uh, If you were going to make a case for why LeBron's better than Michael Jordan, that case would start with the fact that LeBron operated in a much more talented NBA than Michael Jordan did in his prime. Like, if you look at Michael Jordan after Magic Larry and Isaiah all retire... So, which is when he won most of his championships. The most talented guys in the league are Hakeem, who he never had to play in the playoffs. And Hakeem was amazing. Hakeem, you can make a case, is just as good as Kevin Durant, who's the most talented guy LeBron ever had to go against. So, Hakeem, Kevin Durant, let's call that a wash. Second most talented for Michael Jordan, well, Scottie Pippen, who's on his team. Uh, then you got Patrick Ewing, or Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing. And Reggie Miller, in some order. Those are the top five. So he had Scotty on his team, and LeBron had Dwayne Wade on his team, so we can even say that's a wash, but let's deal with those other three. So you got Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, and Reggie Miller, in some order. So I would argue that Patrick Ewing is as good as Joel Embiid, who Joel Embiid is not one of the top ten guys LeBron's had to face. I would argue that Reggie Miller and Ray Allen are exactly as good as each other. And Ray Allen, not only is he not one of the top 10 guys LeBron's had to face, when LeBron beat his his Celtics team, he was probably the fourth best guy on that team. Okay. So Reggie Miller was never on a team with three guys better than him. And Michael Jordan would not have been able to beat that team He almost lost to a team where Reggie Miller was the best player. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is, uh, I mean, I think that if you were to compare him to, like, Charles Barkley's probably not as good as Steph. He's probably not. So if if you start comparing him to the guys LeBron had to go against, and he's probably, after Hakeem, the second best guy in the NBA on a team other than Michael Jordan. I'm forgetting Carl Malone, but fuck Carl Malone. Fuck Carl Malone, fuck Carl Malone. And I love Gary Payton, I love Stockton and some of these other guys, but uh I think it's fair to say that I think it's fair to say Reggie Miller's better than them and Patrick Ewing better than them. Okay, so but you could make a case Gary Payton's in that conversation, but Gary Payton comparable to Russell Westbrook, 
Russell Westbrook, also not one of the top 10 guys LeBron has had to face. So if we're going to go through the list of guys who are playing today or played at some point during Michael Jordan's prime, who Charles Barkley is better or not then. So first, KD. KD is definitely better than Charles Barkley. Second, Steph. Steph's definitely better than Charles Barkley. Third, KG. Oh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's definitely better than Charles Barkley. I mean, Tim Duncan's way higher on the list. Kobe, also way higher on the... Like, Kobe... Yeah. So Kobe, way better than Charles Barkley. Uh, And I have a lot of respect for Charles Barkley. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I'll say right now, here's the guy I think he's as good as from this era. I think, And it's completely different position, so there isn't apples to oranges element here. I think Charles Barkley and Chris Paul are as good as each other. So Charles Barkley, the third or fourth best guy from the Jordan era, and Chris Paul, definitely not third or fourth from this era. I mean, you got to put him below guys like Dirk and got like, okay, I've made the point that there's just more talent in the NBA right now. And that's just dealing with the top because to be real, those guys five, six, seven, eight on the roster back then, no team in the NBA can, can hold a candle to any playoff team. Now five, six, seven, eight on a roster. Like, Trying to think of, I mean, Portland was really deep when I was, like, that wasn't even, that was post-Jordan. But Portland had a team where everyone was like, oh, my God, they're so deep. And they had, <laughs> and they had uh, like, Bonzi Wells and shit on their bench. People couldn't even believe, oh, my God, Bonzi Wells on the bench? He's almost as good as Damon Stoudemire. And, like, nowadays, you know, like, Bonzi Wells might not play for the Celtics. Ah, this sucks, because it's just shitting on guys I really like. But the point stands that this is a avenue to finding LeBron to be better than Jordan. That being said, I already set my criteria for LeBron to be better than Jordan. One more ring and all-time leading score for the NBA. Cool. Um, So, LA series... Uh. I mean, can any Lakers guard shoot effectively with Patrick Beverly on them? Because it's, I'm not even talking about, I'm not even worried about like lockdown defense because I think Paul George, lockdown defender, but I think that the Lakers shooters will still be able to get shots with him on him. But I don't know how tough these Lakers guards are. Like, Patrick Beverly really gets in guys' heads, and I'm trying to think. The only Lakers guard I trust to be able to play through Patrick Beverly's bullshit is Rondo, who will just, you know, him and AD will just clean Patrick Beverly off with with picks and stuff. I'm not worried about Rondo. I think Rondo's – that's one thing that I think is going to be so cool about Lakers Clippers is Rondo's going to have a great series. I, I, ah, man, I go so back and forth about those two in terms of who I would bet on. You know what? Go on Bovada and bet on the Heat to beat whoever 
comes out of the east because that is actually a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll be wrong about that, but I think that's a foregone conclusion. The Heat are coming out of the East. The Seattle Storm are going to be WNBA champions. I I just think it's going to be the Storm, man. I don't think that... I don't know. I guess the Sparks have a shot at beating them. The Mercury have a shot at beating them. The Aces think they do. I'm not sure what the Lynx think. I mean, I I don't think that... I don't think they think that they can win a championship. I think they're having a lot of fun and they have a fun team. But I think the three contenders for the WNBA championship are those three teams I said. I'll be very surprised if it's somebody else. I'll be annoyed if Asia Wilson gets the MVP. Um, But, you know, if she does get it, then she is going to have to face uh, Brianna Stewart with a chip on her shoulder in the playoffs and that will be really fun too man this basketball is great i don't know if i have anything else to say beyond that basketball is great um i'm glad if you guys are enjoying these i hope that you are and uh what i i just went into the other room to record this uh to or like i took a break from a little bit of the nuggets clippers game how great would it be if i walk out there and the nuggets have rallied all the way back i'm impressed by the nuggets they're a they're a star away, but they have the pieces to get him, to get him, and uh, yeah, there's gonna be every year. I'm like, now every recent year, I'm like, this NBA season's great, and next one's gonna be even better. And next year, I'm already looking at next year's and salivating because, man, there's so much interesting stuff that's gonna happen. Uh. I kind of hope that LeBron wins and the Lakers win it all this year because I don't know if they'll get a shot to again. Like, next year, the Warriors... Dude, what's going to happen with the Warriors? That's crazy. What's going to happen with the Bucks? That's Are they going to finally go over the tax and spend money and load up to try to get Giannis to stay? Uh, the Heat are so young. Like, that's the thing nobody really talks about is that the Heat are going to be better next year. The Celtics will be better next year. Brooklyn might be really good. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, and where will, what will happen with the Sixers? I don't know. Maybe I should stop being emotionally invested in the Sixers. That's not good for my health. But yeah, the Clippers are really good and might be even better next year when they've actually played together a substantial amount. And then the Nuggets could load up. Yeah. This is really, really a great sport, and uh, I think that uh, the NBA is in a really good place. WNBA is in a really good place, and uh, it's only going to get better. And that's the last thing I'll say is regardless of who wins Rookie of the Year for the WNBA, so many great rookies. Like Jasmine Jones on on the Liberty, really good. Just want to shout her out. Because she's having a great year, and uh, such just such a great influx of talent, and it just you know everybody who watches uh, college basketball and stuff, which I I do not really anymore. Uh, they all insist that it's going in that direction, just like more and more talent, 
so that's that's just really exciting man it's just a really really exciting time to be a basketball fan and uh i think that's uh that's everything i want to say um shout out to uh you know, if you're listening and you like it, let me know on Instagram, at Will Poznan, and uh, that's W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N, and uh, thanks, and keep enjoying the basketball.